Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you find what gets you up in the morning. I am so excited to share this conversation with my guest today because I love her energy and her enthusiasm for the work she's doing. Clara McLauka Mazzura is a storyteller, activist, student, researcher, film director, and more. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Clara McLauka Mazzura. I think the best way to describe myself and the work that I do is that I am a storyteller. Um, And I think it's really, really fun (laughs) to describe myself in that way, because I think it really encompasses the different avenues and the different outputs. Um, I've been working as a researcher. I've directed some films. I've... um, been a part of producing reports as well as leading events and hosting workshops. And I think for me, the core of what I'm doing right now is mobilizing people's stories and doing it in a way that feels really authentic and raw and and real to the experiences, the lived experiences of people who work in and around the youth sector. I love that description of storyteller because I think you're so right. It encompasses so many different actions and ways of making change. And I can't wait to learn more about this work that you're doing. So before we dive into what you're doing now, can you tell me about what inspired you to get started with this work? What was that background like for you? I think it all started in school for me. So um, I'm an only child. So (laughs) you can (laughs) imagine the type of upbringing I had. And I think I realized that um, at home, I had a lot of say in the things that happened to me and the things that happened to my household. But in the world outside of my house, it was very, very different. And um, I think from a young age, I'd always been praised on my confidence in articulating my needs and the things that I wanted to change, whether that was purely for myself or for the people around me. And I think um, I'm very grateful for my upbringing in that way. I was always um, encouraged to vocalize my thoughts and, and I was very vocal in school about how um, we needed to get involved with our community and particularly where I grew up, um, (laughs) the attitudes towards young people are not very, very positive. And so I really wanted to be a part of changing that and and particularly um, working across generations to help improve how the different generations in the community interact with each other. And it's been really, really fun ever since. Tell me about some of the projects that you've worked on to make change and maybe change people's minds about young people over the last couple of years. So the first campaign that I was formally involved in was um, a campaign called Lonely Not Alone. So that began in 2019. And at the time, it was like a two sentence brief. Um, all about 
reducing the stigma around youth loneliness. And so the COPE Foundation, who were the organization who um, funded the campaign, they really just wanted to put all the power in young people's hands. And I think for that to be the first campaign that I worked on was a incredible privilege and such an honor because it got to the point where we would just come up with the wackiest ideas and they just would say yes <laughs> and I think um being in an atmosphere where people are continuously just giving you power and giving you space to to to, to use that power is so important particularly from a young age and so um by the time the campaign um ended one third of the young people in the UK had interacted with the campaigns. We built um, a, a website, a safe space for young people to share their experiences, their lived experiences of loneliness. We did, we had a yellow socks campaign and that was really lovely going into universities and schools and seeing physically in the space, people wearing uh, yellow socks in solidarity for, for, for youth loneliness. Um, we created these beautiful campaign films and actually my first ever job was working on Lonely Not Alone um, and managing the TikTok uh, platform and so really the campaign grew up with me from the age of 14 to um, 18 and now I'm 19. <laughs> That is so cool. And it really does seem like this campaign has grown with you. And I love how you're able to see the tangible impact of the campaign with the yellow socks, for example. So now that you're a university student, how has your work changed? I think there's often this pressure to be doing as much as you can all the time, all at once, especially during university. What is it like for you to balance your change-making work as well as your studies? I absolutely agree with you, Lily. So I was on a gap year and that was oh, such an incredible time for my activism, for my social action, because I was able to just invest, 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 invest into the communities that had loved me so much as I was growing up. And so I think um, now being in university, I have to be a lot more strategic about the things that I give my time. But what I will say is it's been lovely being able to um, physically be around the organisations who've loved me. So I'm, I moved from Manchester to London. And so I was working with a lot of organisations locally in my area in Manchester. And then the national organisations, a lot of them are based in London. And so I've been able to go to a lot of the celebration events and meet a lot of the people who I worked with over a lockdown and get to connect with them in that way. Um, we just had a celebration event for uh, a movement that I'm ambassador for, the I Will Movement. And we we're celebrating 10 years of the work that we've been doing. And so a lot of people, um, we work across the four nations of the UK. A lot of people flew to London. And so to physically be around the people who inspire you the most, who push you to be the best you can be, it was such a, a great experience and actually I think it's uh, so important to do the work that we do and the activism but actually um, I found that 
in my few months of being in, in university, it's been really lovely for them to pour into me and for them to be asking me, just as you've asked me, how has it been during university and trying to balance the things that I'm passionate about um, and the commitments and how that's changed. I think what's been really useful for me has been you know, physically writing down all the things that I I. I I want to do and uh, being generous with how long I give myself to get those things done you know particularly um I really love producing social media content and so it's been a lot slower <laughs> since I went to university but I've been really kind to myself and I've learned to be kinder to myself actually I should say and actually, I've been drawing from the community of um, activists who are also in university and how we, you know, prioritize that commitment. We are studying now, um, but also give keep giving back. And so I think it's been really special to learn from the people who have been mentoring me. And um, yeah, just so, so, so grateful that I'm even able to to do both right now. Um, and it feels really, really special that I get to to do it surrounded by the people who inspire me the most. Definitely. And I think it's so important that you have that community to lean on and to work with, especially when it comes to warding off things like burnout or feeling overwhelmed with this work. So tell me about some of the work you're doing now and maybe a little bit about the projects that are coming up for you in the future. As much as you can tell me, of course, I would love to know. So... I think for me, um, I, I previously worked with um, the South Bank Centre here in uh, London, um, a wonderful art centre called Factory International in Manchester and Apple um, to produce um, an exhibition for uh, the South Bank Centre. And that was such an incredible experience. And being able to just really hone in on how we do storytelling and particularly in a physical space rather than um, online. And I think it's made me realise how much I need to be in creative spaces. <laughs> and so I think in the next 12 months, I really, really, really want to just learn more about how I can use the pre-existing physical spaces, whether that's um, art centers or libraries or university spaces to create communities. I think um, it's been really powerful what everyone's been doing on social media, but I think there are, there are, there are, we, we can have both two things can be be true and I um I really want to lean into the physical connections that people can have um by connecting together in a physical space and so I've been learning um from a lot of the wonderful artists that I worked with during my time uh producing the exhibition to see how I we can we can pull that off and I um I'm very excited at the prospect of of doing an exhibition again <laughs> That's so exciting. And I love how many layers there are to your work. Like there's this art piece and there's social media and there's online expression and there's in-person expression. And I think your work is a testament to all of the different ways that there are to share your voice. So with all of these different projects you're working on, what are some of the changes you're hoping to see? I'd love to hear about the changes you've already made through your work, as well as the impact that you're hoping to see in the future with these projects that you have coming up. 
So um, thinking about Lonely Not Alone, reducing the stigma around youth loneliness, that was all about changing attitudes. And that takes time. <laughs> so much time. But I think um, one thing that I really want to do is create a safe space for people to just express their emotions and how they feel about things. I've been... Um, learning from an organization called My Life, My Say, who operate um, nationally, but have a base in London. And they're all about getting more young people involved in politics and just voting. (laughs) And um, it's been really interesting since I've been more involved with their work, how I approach those types of conversations with my peers. And so I think a lot of it starts at home if you can't convince your friends to vote, how are you expecting other people to to start doing that? And so I always hope to create a space where people can be really honest about the, what the challenges are. Um, in my role as a researcher, I'm often speaking to youth workers who are incredibly honest about the highs and lows of the work. And so I really want to create an atmosphere where people are able to just be honest about why they can't engage in these things because if we don't address that first how can we start to begin to fix the problem and um, I think that goes with everything whether that's voting or the mental health crisis that's going on or um, gosh so many things that need to be fixed in the world Um, but yeah I just I think for me I really want to create space to for people to just be honest and even if that's complaining I think that's really important and and I guess right now I'm learning from people who do it best the organizations the youth workers the activists who are already doing that work and seeing how I can uplift them as well I think that's really interesting because it almost seems like you're creating a bridge between these organizations and activists who have been doing this work for such a long time and the young people in your communities who may want to get involved and make change, but they may, they, they may not know how or where to start with that. So I think my last question is going to be right up your alley. Lots of young people want to create change, but they may not know where to get started. What advice do you have for those people who may be listening? Wow, that is such a great question. I think my advice for another young person who wants to get involved in change making would be figure out what you're passionate about, right? What what gets you up in the morning? What makes you angry? What makes you frustrated? What makes you excited about the future? And why is that? I think for me, in the beginning, I realized that I had quite a lot of bad experiences and I wanted to make sure that other young people didn't experience that as well and then now I'm having more positive experiences and I'm trying to see how other young people can experience those great things too Um, and I think finding that passion allows you to to get through some of the more difficult the times because this work does take time and actually see where are the pre-existing communities right we are not islands there are wonderful wonderful organizations who are already doing the work on the ground 
and already have resources out there, get in contact with them, send an email, ring them up, go to their physical <laughs> location and, and ask them. They're the experts. Ask if you're working in a particular community, ask the communities, them the experts of their experiences, but also you have to be aware of the dynamics. If you're an outsider, you need to make sure that you, you come prepared as well. Um, and I think having that natural curiosity is so important. Having an appetite to learn and learn and learn and just listen so important and I think also um, it's important to remember that you're not the first and you will not be the last and I think that's really I find that really empowering there is always someone that has a whole load more of experience than, than me and I get to just ask them and just reach out because the worst thing someone can say is no I love talking with Claire because I think she's so passionate about the work she's doing, and I think her energy is infectious. I think we can all tap into Claire's passion for doing what she loves and use her energy as motivation for our own lives, because change comes when you find what gets you up in the morning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And you can find Claire on Instagram at Claire M-M-A-D-Z to get connected with her. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye guys.